Hello, hello, lovely people, and welcome to the Lovely Digest podcast. I am your host and friend, Emily, founder and creative director at Bet Creative, sharing weekly wellness wisdom with you every Wednesday. My goal is to help you design your dream life and make the transition from being in information overload to being your own personal success story. Make sure to subscribe to get notifications every time a new episode comes out so you don't miss the latest simple and actionable tips for improving your well-being. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking with Coach Mac McKenzie through her business, Run With Bacon, focuses on helping women and moms create healthy habits that stick through habit stacking, leveraging habits for less stress and energy, and more. She and I both agree the health industry does a disservice thinking we have to be all or nothing and be in the train until we throw up mentality to be healthy. Before we spoke, Mackenzie said, especially with a chronic illness, I don't think that's the best or the most effective approach. In fact, the health industry often completely disregards the considerations of a chronic illness. And she also said, while she's not an expert in dealing with a chronic illness, she does think the strategies she shares can really help make healthy living easier. And I agree, especially after our conversation. I really appreciate Coach Mac's story and her journey to discovering that the more she cared for her body, the better she looked and felt. I've been going through a season of feeling quite crappy myself and rediscovering my love of caring for my body after pushing myself at work. So this conversation was a really wonderful reminder to focus on me and my well-being before expecting my body to keep up with me mentally and physically and to continually push that boundary of or that belief that I have to be all or nothing and I have to go 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 all the time so this conversation just really helped me continue on that journey also she has a four-week program that's free she talks about it at the end of our conversation with free workouts and she checks in with you which is just so awesome. I have been trying it and holy cow. Okay. So I love going to the gym, but since I got sick after traveling, I have only been once and just to go into the sauna. So I've really fallen off my gym routine, but I've been trying to do more workouts out workouts at home because that's just the season I'm in. I feel like, especially with summer, I'm going to the beach more. I don't want to spend time inside at the gym. So These home workouts are really effective, really simple, easy to fit into your schedule. And I am so sore. Just, I've never had a home workout make me that sore. And there's no equipment, at least in the first one that I've done, which is just amazing. (laughs) So highly, highly, highly recommend trying out her workouts. They're also just all different, which I really appreciate because... I have such trouble doing the same thing every day and if you're like me doing the same workout every day or I really like (laughs) and find it interesting the TikTok trends and Chloe Ting workouts and all that but they repeat and you do like the same stuff every other day which for some people I think really works but for me it's just mind sucking and I, I like I don't know I don't push myself hard unless I don't know what's coming 
So that's why I really like her workouts. So yeah, definitely check them out at the end of the conversation. And without further ado, let's dive right in. Welcome to the podcast. It's really great to have you on. Um, Before I dive into my questions, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Yeah, I am. Thank you for having me, first of all. Uh, But so I'm Coach Mac. I am the founding health coach of Running With Bacon, which is actually my business name. (laughs) People are like, what? But it is. Um, And so I used to be a strength and conditioning coach at Division One colleges here in the States. And I loved working with the female athletes and watching them be so celebrated for their, you know, their strength and their power and all this stuff. And I was like, why can't all women do this? You know, why does it have to be an athlete thing? And so uh, it took a few years and a few iterations, but I decided I wanted to help women do that and, you know, celebrate their bodies. We've been taught so much to kind of bash our bodies and I would really like to help change that narrative. And so I do that with my health coaching and um, I live in New York state and have a puppy and love gardening. Like that's, you know, kind of a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love that. I'm jealous. We really want a, a dog, but our apartment is too small. So <laughs> yeah. Oh, she, yeah, they're a blast. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love that. And I love that you do that and share that with women and just create this space. I know like when I was playing volleyball in high school, it was just like, I was in the best shape ever and being able to work out with other women and just like push each other along was super helpful and something that I really miss like when I'm alone in the gym yeah yeah um but I love how you talk about creating healthy habits and I'm in this space right now and I feel like it's kind of like a common place to be where I'll stick with it for a while but then one day I'll be like wait I am not doing that anymore I should do that again and it's never like a conscious decision Um, so could you maybe explain like that phenomenon and how would you make sure that that doesn't happen again or help your clients through that? Yeah. So I think first understanding kind of why we do habits in the first place is helpful because we do them typically to save like brain power and energy, because if we had to think through every single decision we made every single day, it would be exhausting. Like even just thinking about how you brush your teeth or getting in your car to go drive somewhere. There's a thousand steps that we don't even think about when we're doing those things. And Mm -hmm. so I love helping clients take what our brains are naturally wired to do, which is habits and design them intentionally and have them work for us in terms of healthy behaviors. And so that might be something like, you know, habit stacking, like taking your daily vitamins while your morning coffee brews or doing some squats while you're brushing your teeth. like things that we do all the time. We can Mm -hmm. attach healthy behaviors to them so that they just become part of that routine. And so I think a lot of us, when we try to, to implement new habits, we just pick, you know, an arbitrary time in our day and say, okay, at this time I'm going to do it. And then there's no real flow to implementing that habit. It's almost a disruptor to the typical flow of our day. And so it becomes something that we have to convince ourselves to do and motivate ourselves to do. And then on a day when we're not able to convince ourselves or motivate ourselves, we just don't do it. And then the habit falls off and we don't really notice it. And and so things like that. But so I think incorporating it into our day, into the natural flow of our day can really help get the ball rolling and get the momentum going until it is an established part of your, your day, your routines and your lifestyle. 
Mm. So I know a little bit about habit stacking. I think it's like, it's where you combine like brushing your teeth, like you said, with doing the new thing. How Mm -hmm. does, do you know like how that like works in the brain or like what happens to make sure that it, does it just like serve the purpose of helping you remember to do it? Yeah. So in order for, so a habit is a type of behavior and typically for us to do a certain type of behavior, there has to be some type of prompt or a cue for us to do it. And and sometimes that's environmental. Like if you think about when you go to your favorite coffee shop, you probably, you know, you do things in the same order. You might even look for the same table to see if it's available. Uh, so they're very location and environment dependent. And then some of them are also time dependent, you know, coffee in the morning or, you know, whenever you do brush your teeth, if it's morning, night, whatever. Um, And so by habit stacking, we are creating an environmental cue to do that habit rather than, again, just kind of picking an arbitrary time to do something or like, you know, if you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym every day and you, you plop it in your calendar, but then Mm -hmm. you're in your work day. And then you're like, ah, oh, shoot, I put this in my account. I can't make it to the gym today. You know, it doesn't, it just doesn't flow. And so right. if we have, we can use habit stacks almost to give us that cue. So uh, if you think about, you know, your typical day, your morning routine, let's say you get out of bed and then maybe you head to the bathroom and you start the shower and, you know, like you have this whole sequence of events, that's all one big habit stack. So essentially what we're doing with healthy habits that we want to have is we're inserting them in there into our already existing routines to help give a natural cue of like, oh, after I brush my teeth, I do some push-ups, and, you know, and it, and it just works it into your day rather than it being something that's like, you know, sticks out at you and is like, that's too much effort. I don't want to do that. You know, it's just, you just, you, you just do it because it's part of your routine. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, for those with chronic illness, a lot of people who listen have chronic illness or something that really disrupts their day. I know when I was really sick, like my morning routine, I would like sacrifice things like taking a shower. I would try to brush my teeth because that's something that's important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like for someone whose schedule gets really messed up a lot, maybe because they don't have the energy to, how could they keep those habits or like, is there another backup method if maybe habit stacking wouldn't work? Yeah. Well, something that I I like to coach people on is, is what's the bare minimum. And I know that sounds, you know, in an overachieving world, that sounds like such a, an odd coaching thing to say, but (laughs) we are, we are, we've been taught to keep, you know, achieving for more and striving for more. So if I do, you know, 10 minutes, a 10 minute jog today, tomorrow, I need to do 11. And the next day I need to do 12 and keep building and keep going. And I think we, do ourselves a disservice when we create that expectation of always doing more. Mm -hmm. And so my advice would be, what's the bare minimum of that habit that you can do to still check the box? If you've known me for a while, you'll definitely have heard me talk about to be magnetic and know that Lacey Phillips's work and the expanded podcast have played a huge role in my upleveling and healing journey. To be magnetic, while branded as a company whose goal is to help you manifest anything you want, goes way beyond manifestation for me. A subscription to the program called The Pathway offers a huge library of subconscious reprogramming meditations employing the use of EMDR therapy and neuroscience to retrain your brain to develop higher self-worth and 
call in anything you want. I've manifested my dream car at the age of 24, the launch of my two businesses, the ability to live solely off Bet Creative's income, an apartment, my cat, an Apple desktop for free, and so many smaller things like clothing items and homewares and furniture. Literally so many things in the last three years since joining TBM. But more importantly, I've developed an invaluable sense of self-love and compassion towards myself and others. I highly recommend TBM, and they've just launched their affiliate program, so I'm super excited to offer you guys 15% off yearly or monthly subscription. I do receive a commission to be transparent, but as I mentioned, I've been paying for this program for the last three years and genuinely love it and have seen so many results, as I mentioned. If you want to use my code, enter EMILY, E-M-I-L-Y, 6529 at checkout. And so, you know, for example, if it's a workout and you, you love working out, you want want that to be part of your day, but you have a chronic illness, your schedule gets insane stuff happens. What's the minimum thing? Is it a five minute walk, you know, around the block that you can say, yeah, I, I still did that. I feel good. I kept the habit going because oftentimes what happens is it's not the first time we miss, you know, it's not the first time our schedule goes crazy. It's the fact that then the next day it happens and the next day it happens and the next day it happens. And so if you can do the bare minimum, whatever that bare minimum is to keep the habit going, that's easier to expand the habit or grow the habit than it is to pick the habit back up if you stop doing it altogether. So if it's something like, you know, taking your vitamins and you just can't choke down another pill, maybe like get yourself some orange vitamin C gummies that are delicious, you know, or like the Flintstone ones. And you just (laughs) take that and call it good. And you didn't take all, you know, all the rest of them, but you still kept the habit in your day in that Mm. spot. And so then on days where you can like, okay, I'll take all these pills today, you know, go ahead and put the habit still there. So you're still kind of keeping the loop alive in your brain, essentially. Mm, I love that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I really love how you talk about on your website and in your emails before this, that a lot of us have an all or nothing mindset. And how would you help people to start reframing that and switch out of that mindset? I think understanding that the all or nothing approach is typically what sets us up to fail. So if you think about typical, whether it's a diet program, a workout program, it has you going from wherever you are now, which for a lot of us, that's almost nothing, if anything, you know, it's very little. And then we have this grand notion in our mind, like, okay, I've got this program. I got this meal plan. I'm going to just change everything in my life. I'm going to flip it over and success, you know, but that's not how we work. You know, we don't change that way. We change over time. It's the same, you know, if if you're sitting around feeling unhealthy, that didn't happen overnight. You know, it was these gradual changes. And so the way to reverse it is also by gradual changes. So to really set yourself up for success, we need to think about instead of going zero to a hundred, go zero to one and then one to two and two to three and make those incremental changes because it's not something that you're going to look up, you know, in six months and be like, Oh, I, you know, did a 180 in my life. That's rare. You know, people typically don't do that, but look up in six years. Yeah. You can for sure do a 180 on your life, your lifestyle, things like that. But it just, 
typically we want results now. And so um, I think just reframing how we're looking at success and, and on the time scale that we want this success to happen. I think if we can keep that in mind, that it's a lifelong thing, I think we'll find ourselves enjoying the process a lot more. Yeah. I just learned that, um, like when you first start working out and incorporating that into your schedule, which is something that I've been doing, it's never usually like an immediate thing. And maybe for guys, it happens a lot faster. If they're the goal is to lose weight, they'll lose weight a lot faster. But for women, especially, it takes like sometimes several years to get to the point that you like want to be at now, which just blew my mind. But also like remembering and keeping in mind that it's not just about the outward appearance, but it's about how it makes you feel. And if you're feeling sick after your workouts and unable to like eat properly or whatever, it it's not helping you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> from talking with you and just looking at your site, it looks like you've really found your passion and that you love what you do. And this is just something that really makes me happy. Um, to see other people like loving what they do. Um, so how has following your passions and working with clients changed you for the better? And maybe what's something that you learned along the way? Oh man, such a good <laughs> question. I mean, it's just, it's so awesome that I get to help women show up more fully and more energetically, more confident in life. Like that to me, that's just such a cool thing. You know, I, I am the youngest of four and watched my mom as I was growing up. She was, you know, the, the breadwinner of the family. Uh, my dad was awesome. Don't get me wrong. But so my, uh, but I just, I saw my mom, you know, sacrifice essentially taking care of herself to take care of everyone else around her, her family, friends. And I was like, man, you know, there has to be a different way because it's, you know, if you've ever heard that phrase, like if mom ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. And I'm like, but we, we say that and we joke. <laughs> about it, but it's, why don't we live that? Because we can be, when we can be our best selves, we can show up better for everyone around us, you know? So mm -hmm. I think that I've learned, well, number one, I've learned that it's hard to get women to believe that they are worth taking care of as worth taking care of as everyone else, yeah. because you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. There's all these cliche phrases that we, that we know we recite over and over, but it's like, why can't we believe that? Cause when you, when you really do feel your best, you're in a better mood. You know, you have more patience for those around you. You are able to be more in the moment and things like that. So I think it's really cool that I get to help women go from feeling like a bystander in their life to really being an active participant in their life. And I get to do that by by showing them how awesome they are. You know, I, I get to remind women all this cool stuff that they do and that we typically don't give ourselves credit for. So yeah, it's, it's just something that, I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> I know. I feel like I've been having this conversation a lot lately that women, like they, it's just this subconscious thing that like we take care of everyone else around us. And we go from taking care of parents to children to or from children to parents or whatever it is, like we're always just sacrificing our time and our careers to help others. And that doesn't necessarily like make us upset. Like I personally love taking care of other people, but 
I think like making sure that you aren't pouring from the empty cup and that you it is full so that you can enrich other people's lives if you do want to help take care of them and to know when to delegate. It's such a hard thing and hard balance to figure out. I totally agree. And I'm with you. I am, you know, a nurturer at heart also. There's nothing wrong with that. But I also know that if I'm exhausted or just feeling stressed out or overwhelmed, I probably am not doing those nurturing things that really give me joy. I'm not doing them as well, or I'm not doing them as fully. And I don't want that. You know, I want to show up as my best self for those around me and and just go through life that way rather than the alternative, which is, you know, just kind of, I don't know, muted and gray is how right. I think of it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Putting yourself first is such a, a hard concept. And again, it's something that I, you, I feel like people just don't really think about. Like, I don't really think about on a day-to-day basis. And that's something that I want to bring more to the forefront, like go at life with more intention. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, if you've ever done that, the type of activity where it's like, what are your priorities versus what do you spend your time on and Mm. see how in alignment or not in alignment they are. I think it's a really eye-opening exercise for people to do. Um, because a lot of people are like, Oh, I, you know, prioritize my health. I prioritize, you know, my taking care of myself. And then when it's like, well, how much time do you actually spend taking care of your health or yourself? You know, it's like, Mm, not very much. <laughs> yes. Zooming out is so important. And like some people love cleaning their house, but some people don't, and they just do it because it's a necessary thing. But if you have like that little extra money one month, like taking that moment to zoom out and say, what could I maybe spend this on? Oh, I hate cleaning. Maybe I'll bring someone in to help me clean once a month. And then all of a sudden you have that free time to like go to the gym or do something else with your time. Yeah. A hundred percent. I it's just, it's mind blowing to me how little we do that, how little we are able, you know, a lot of us do it, you know, at new years, or if there's a big birthday or something, you know, we'll kind of take a step back and evaluate, but it's like, why can't you do that? You know, each week, like plan it into your week, take a, take a step back and say, what's, you know, something I could do every day or, uh, something I could build into my week and my schedule that will really have me taking care of me so that then I can do all those other things that I really want to do. Mm, I love that. Um, so I'll have all of your links below, but where can people find you to connect with you online or tell us a little bit about your services? And then I also know, and I, cause I just signed up for it, the four week <laughs> fitness program. I yes. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So people can find me anywhere. Um, running with bacon. So that's my website. I'm on Instagram, YouTube. Um, I actually just started a free Facebook group. So if, if you're interested, it's called bacon fueled fitness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> lots of lots of bacon stuff happening. Um, but yeah, so I I have a membership. I periodically do small group programs that tend to be really fun. Like you said, having kind of that that community feeling of it, like almost like, you know, your team that you used to be on. It ends up being a really team atmosphere like that, cheering each other on. So those those typically are really enjoyable. And then yeah, as you said, I do I have a free four-week plan. So that's at runningwithbacon.com slash free plan. And I'll check in on you each week and see how it's going. And yeah, it's, I, I put as much out there as I can, like to me, getting healthy, staying healthy, it shouldn't be something, you know, that's, that has a ton of barriers. I think you can just go get started walking. You can hit up a YouTube channel. And so I, if I'm the person that you want to help you through that, I would be honored. 
<laughs> I am really excited for it. I feel like I'm in that transition where I just went on a trip and then I got a cold. So I haven't been to the gym and I broke that habit. And looking back, I probably could have like gone on daily walks to keep that space. But now I know. And yeah, <laughs> I can dive back in with the program. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. And I really appreciate your time. Well, that is it for now, lovelies. Thank you so much for tuning in. For more tips and to join our online community off the podcast, follow Lovely Digest on Instagram and Emily Beck on YouTube. The links will be below. To join our email community and get notified of new discounts, tips, and resources, follow the link in the show notes. If you thought this was helpful or know if it might help a friend, please make sure to share it and if you feel inclined, leave a review. It really helps get these tips in front of the people who may really benefit from this community we have here. See you next week.